Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask. Say the word and I'll be there. Just ask. You know the greatest things in life. I'll come in a pair They say hindsight's 2020, But that ain't far enough behind me So if you want the sweetest honey I think hindsight's 1990 There's no need to pretend I got a hand I can land Cause when you really need a friend Just ask Shit 90 shows taught me Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Are you ready to slay? So are we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, did you know that a cranky podcaster is a careless podcaster? (laughs) Um. This seems, I mean, honestly, seems pretty accurate to me. Yeah, exactly. So I am trying to remove any sort of crankiness that I might have. I am a little moody, but I'm not going to be moody today because we are talking about Buffy and we have a super good friend with us to do it with. Yes, we are in our guest era. This is the guest era of season one where we will have guest after guest after guest after guest on to talk about Buffy. And this week's is no stranger to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me, but it is her first appearance, of course, on the Buffy podcast. So welcome in, Lindy. Lindy, how are you? I'm so great. I'm so happy to be here. So excited. So thank you for having me so early in your guest era. Yeah, Lindy, we need to ask you, as we're going to ask every single one of our guests that comes on, what is your history with Buffy? Have you Buffied previously? Are you Buffying again? Oh, (laughs) I have Buffied so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's essentially my favorite show. Wow. Um, yeah. And I've seen a lot of shows. Um, so I mean, your I'm, your name on 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 social media is literally TV Lindy. So exactly, exactly. <laughs> that doesn't give you the street cred. I don't know what does. Yeah. So I did not watch it when it was airing. Um, I was a little too young for that. But I watched it back on on Netflix, maybe like seven, eight years ago. Um, and I just loved it so much and I've rewatched it many times since. So 
what is it about it like that makes it your favorite show because I've, i'm always curious when people are like this is my favorite show and i'm always like curious like why that is in general because like jess like what what what's your favorite like what would you call your favorite show succession okay so i'm not gonna ask you why because i asked lindy first but lindy <laughs> why <Yeah. laughs> why why is buffy your favorite show well i like to say in a nutshell that it has everything it's got action it's got um you know suspense it's got romance it's got friendship it's got comedy it's got drama it's got it all so if you're looking for any of that in a show or all of that it has it all mm, and it's what a such good... an amazing story yeah yeah and just like how many vampires are in succession um uh zero yeah okay. no no vampires in succession it's not not exactly that kind of show no no but i'm really excited to talk about your favorite show with you lindy and um this is gonna be like an interesting episode because i i feel as though uh we've all been on a first date i'm assuming at one point in time and like i'm i i will full out say that none of my first dates were as action-packed as Buffy's first date with Owen. I would have so many questions for you if you did have a first date that was as action-packed. No, no, it was, it's really not that action-packed my first dates, but maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe I need to start dating like Buffy. Yeah. I listen, I will say this is an episode that I thought was going to do one thing. And then it was like, no, we got you. We got you not even just once. We got you twice. Mm. Uh, and I'm so shocked that, listen, it's I. It's now like the second episode in a row where someone pops up and I'm like, there it is. That's the villain of the episode. It's a monster of the week show. That's the monster right there. Got you. Got you. Already pegged you. I'm too smart for you show. And I see Owen and I'm like, cute boy likes Buffy overly interested in Buffy for no seemingly seemingly no reason what the fuck are you talking about Buffy he just like walks into the library and it's like hey girl you don't look like you read girl <laughs> like, he's like very much all in her and I, I'm like still the new girl in school and she's the pretty new girl in school so it's I'm not like- saying he doesn't have reasons to like her I'm just saying that he suddenly pops up out of nowhere apparently never talks to any girls and suddenly is all over Buffy. And I was like, he's evil. He's nasty. He's a bad boy. (laughs) No, I don't think so. I think like I am in the camp of, I see little children anywhere. And I'm like, that little kid is fucked. So I knew. (laughs) No, no, no. Explain what you just said. I saw the little boy. I didn't have any questions about Owen. I saw the oh, little boy. Little kid. The little kid. And she was calling Owen a little boy, obviously. No, 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 no. I That's what I little, was thinking. And I was so on the bus and I said, hello, that is our new big bad in my head. And really? Yes, of course. Because I've yeah. seen um, so many horror shows about evil little kids. And I don't trust little kids fair they are the creepiest usually when they're in scary things yeah um but yeah i just saw owen and i was immediately like oh this this guy is a bad guy like that it's gonna turn out bad for buffy just turns out he has the hots for buffy and loves to read him some uh someone dickinson emily dickinson which dickinson emily dickinson not emily dickens 
Not though they're Dickens. both great, according to Buffy. Yeah. Um, but we're we're jumping too far into things. We got to back up a smidge. Uh, obviously, we're talking about season one, episode five. I didn't even say that. Never kill a boy on the first date is the title, which again also is like pointing to Owen as the bad guy. The title was like, you got your bad guy right here. And we didn't. It wasn't it wasn't him. Uh, but we start our episode with Buffy uh, doing her normal kicky punchy bits. You know, she's 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 reveling in it. You know, she loves Sarah, I think this is one of your favorite things about Buffy. If I had to guess, she loves a little sassy comment while she's yeah. like fighting them. She's like, I'm Buffy and you're history. <laughs> yeah, I did enjoy that. I think that um, it's just so comic book like there's definitely a like a kitschiness to like comic book battling. And it's like the pow and the big blocky letters and the like watcha. And it's, it, I don't know, I, I, I don't punch anybody, so I don't really know what sounds that punching makes, but. I think Wacha is, like, pretty, yeah, it's pretty Yeah, good. and it's, like, it, it's definitely, like, every single superhero kind of has, like, a like a tagline when they're fighting a villain, and it's very satisfying to see. And I I really like Buffy, and it seems like they're doing some training, Lindy. I, I don't know if I was expecting training. Well, you gotta you gotta prepare for all these vampires that keep popping up. You gotta stay on your toes. You gotta hone your craft. Um, you know. So, what's the order of operations here? Like, they, her and Giles, go into the creepy cemetery at night and just wait for any old vampire to come up so that they can practice, right? Like, it's kind of like, I don't know. Like this is like Stardew when you go into the mines, right? Like, the graveyard are the mines. Like you know it's gonna happen. It's kind of like whack a mole. Like you there know monsters will yeah. spawn on yeah. this area of the graveyard. Yeah, if yeah. You wait long enough. They're on Hellmouth, Sarah. In case you forgot, right? We're on right, Hellmouth. Right. So you're just like waiting for the mole, the whack a mole, to pop up so that you can fight them. It's a spawner. That's right. a great way to put it. Because once you slay one vampire, there's another one waiting for you. So. It it never ends. Yeah, yeah. I, I Giles. Feel- I wouldn't have appreciated this from Giles. He doesn't. He doesn't like the sass. He says she has poor technique, and prioritizing was subpar. The execution was adequate, a bit too bloody for his taste. Like, I'm sorry, Giles. You last I remember was were the watcher. The w- watcher. You get to watch me kick ass. Giles so maybe don't critique my ass kicking I'm just saying he has a lot of critiques in this episode he is very judgmental about how Buffy is operating you know what they say if you can't do teach and that's what Giles is doing yeah and he he doesn't listen he doesn't appreciate the dramatics like we do Sarah he's Mm -hmm. like it's about efficiency so you should be stab move on with your life but buffy is like i gotta fucking entertain myself all right like i gotta entertain myself and the way i'm gonna do that by making this fun for myself is by being like i'm buffy and you're toast you know like that's what she likes to do let her live giles i agree however i do think that sometimes when you add too much filigree to stuff then you are losing some efficiency level because like if you were doing some it's kind of like the thing that we've seen in a billion superhero movies and like action movies where like somebody goes like punch punch and then turns around and does their little like 
sassy bit and then somebody like comes up behind them because they get too cocky so like i see Mm -hmm. the point like you have to keep it tight and still be like really aware because if you get too cocky and if you do like all of your like little fancy moves sometimes like you can just get like a little ahead of yourself and i think that that's what giles is trying to prevent because buffy is a teenager she is a young 16 years old and i think i said it on this podcast if not another like there is nothing like the confidence and the audacity of a young teen because you just think that you're on top of the world and nobody can tell you shit and i just feel like that is like a recipe for like a buffy to eventually fall off her high horse because she thinks that she knows everything about slang because she's been doing it for what like two years or something like that bitch there are monsters that you do not even fathom there is this guy with a bloody ass face right under you he's coming to get you yeah and luckily giles does have an eye for detail and he finds this ring on the ground and he's like huh i thought this vampire was just a rando but it seems like something i need to investigate and something lindy i really enjoy about the show is i feel like whenever they change scenes it's i feel like they tend to have really funny ways they do it like this one giles is like oh i'd have to consult my books and then we're down with daddy vamps and he has his ginormo dusty book um, that he hasn't opened up in three scores, so it's super, super dusty. And I just, I love when they do little things like that that are kind of silly and funny, you know? And I love when you call the master Daddy Vamps. That <laughs> is priceless. I have to do something about it because look at his face. Like, no one wants to look at that face, you know? I'm very concerned about his dental work because it looks like his, you know, the teeth between your um your like canines and your front teeth that tooth looks very cracked and i'm worried that he's going to have some like bad he hasn't had dental insurance in three score sarah three score a lot of scores to not (laughs) have dental insurance yeah things can come tumbling down especially when you have soft teeth like you're just Mm -hmm. and he's just sucking blood so you know he has soft teeth but I, it doesn't matter though that that's not gonna kill him if he's got a, a tooth infection oh well nothing's gonna kill him but it's not gonna look good you know no. like if we're <laughs> i don't think he's concerned with his he look. Sh- not with you know he, looks, he should no. be he should be a little yeah. concerned um so i feel as though this scene is like i've never been to ccd or like a catholic school lessons but this felt very like I'm going to review like my my book of like religion with you because he was like passing around the book and like giving everybody. Um, oh, this was yeah. This was his speech. This this yeah. is the the gospel of Daddy yes, Vamps. Yes, gospel. Yes, exactly. He's like this is the lore drop you. too. We got um, lore drop slash gospel. Yeah, I kind of like just stop listening to this part. All right. Well. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> well, I, yeah, Lindy, Lindy, do you understand the lore of, of Daddy Vamps? I, I believe I do. Um, you know, I'm happy to field any questions if if you are confused. Um, I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything for you guys because yeah. I love that you are on like this journey of like not knowing what happens, just mm-hmm. seeing as you go. I love that. Um, 
Yeah, but well, yeah. this is basically like a prophecy or something, right? Where he says, like, five people are going to die, and from them, the anointed shall rise. Now, what I understand about this, Lindy, is Daddy Vamps is so sad that he lost his, like, BFF, his ride or die. Remember? We had the guy with the triangle on his forehead that Luke. was, like, no, Luke. That's not his name. Luke. Luke, yeah. It was, yeah. yeah, Luke. He was teacher's pet. He was daddy's fave. Well, Alexander he doesn't have was a- the teacher's pet, to be clear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still so true. Ew. Um, but he needs a new fave. And these these ones won't do, especially because one of them got greedy and a little too hungry and did some eating before he came to Bible study. And so Daddy Vamps needs a new he needs a new teacher's pet. He needs a new Luke. And so that is who the anointed is going to be. Right? It's his favorite. Yeah, it's going to be someone real special. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why nobody can have a snack because I got to tell you, they're not going to survive and be able to concentrate on their studies. If but no one eats no- before daddy eats. Daddy likes virgins. And if you suck on the blood of the virgins before daddy vamps gets it, it's no longer virginal blood. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> right. Right, 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 right. Okay. So, <laughs> of course. Uh, silly me. <laughs> okay, so but he but he does okay. say that apparently this anointed will be like his best weapon against Buffy. Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, he says that he that the anointed will like lead Buffy into hell. Like that is so dark, right? Yeah. And I think that it like makes perfect sense why eventually it does become. Um, somebody that you would least expect because like who else like obviously Buffy is going to be trying to eventually in an episode or so like try to save a kid and I feel like the 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 ultimate anointed one makes a lot of sense um, who they become but anyway okay so he is like he loves prophecies I have one advice for daddy vamps don't live in the past and don't live in the future. Like you got to live in the now. Like if the more that you concentrate on what's going to happen, the more anxiety you're going to feel, you know, you can't be worrying about the future so much. Like put down the prophecies and just live in the here and now. Yeah. It's dangerous when you're always looking back and daddy vamps and like also if you're too obsessed with what fate is gonna do yeah like are you really living daddy vamps you're not actually you're kind of i don't think i I don't think that he's living i think that he needs to put the prophecies down put down your old book and just live your your good life yeah but he wants out of this like wall right like i love that he like we see him like slam against it and the graphics are so silly it's like he's in a glass bubble and he can't get out but he wants out and my favorite line of his this episode is when he's all done uh he throws the vampires into a coffin and he just goes here endeth the lesson and i feel like we should end our podcasts for buffy that way sarah here endeth the lesson (laughs) I mean, you really? You should. It's a good line. Lindy's <laughs> all in on it. And I just love how it immediately in the first two scenes of this episode, you see both Buffy and the Master have a real flair for the dramatic. Like they both love. And we that also have a flair for the dramatic, so we love that. Yeah, the parallels are just so uncanny. I think that if Buffy and Daddy Vamps like put away their differences. 
then they could really have a true friendship. Oh, but this is very much like one can't live while the other survives sort of Mm -hmm. prophecy shit. You know, like Buffy and she's a vampire slayer. He's a vampire. Are they star-crossed lovers? Maybe in another life. It's very uh, Romeo and Juliet. Guys, I don't want to spoil anything, but you might be onto something. Oh. Other aspect. Wow. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) They're going to make out. No, not Um, them. Not them. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? (laughs) Not them. Um, But, yeah, so then we're in the library, and they're trying to figure out about this this ring. Um, And Buffy – it shows that the ring has a sun and three stars. And she's like, this looks familiar to me. And Giles is like, oh, I don't know. I don't think I've seen this before. Buffy, like, I don't know, Lindy. I I mean, we've talked about some of Buffy's, like, special skills and, you know, how she can leap really high and punch people and break things open, right? She also might be a genius because she immediately is like, oh, yeah, right here in this book that I happen to be holding. (laughs) I I thought that was funny that she recognized that and Giles did not. But she, I mean, she has skills that Giles just can't really comprehend. Like in the first episode when she can spot a vampire based on their clothing, like she's bringing things to the table. And I, you know, Giles needs to appreciate her a little more. Yeah, I think that he's probably struggling with the fact that she is like young and, um, I don't know. He's been around the block a little bit more, but I agree. You have to put faith into Buffy. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are trying to figure out uh, what this all means. And um, we we get uh, a, a new character, Owen. Owen comes in. He's like this quiet, artsy boy, but still good looking and very I- tall very tall i don't think i've seen buffy kind of like drool over somebody like this because like do you want to know why sarah do you want to know why i know why um why is that he has a butt chin oh okay is that does that equal like drooling worthy i think for buffy i feel like she's a kind of girl who like really is impressed by a butt chin Oh, I, I don't, I didn't even notice it. So maybe I'm not one of those girls because I was going to say like, even Angel, like she's able to speak and she has like her standard, like sassiness with it. But for whatever reason, like she is very tongue tied around Owen and maybe Lindy, maybe Jess is right. Maybe it's the, the, the butt chin. I I don't know where you got that theory about the butt chin. <laughs> Never heard that one, but <laughs> what is it called in real life? Like um a cleft oh. chin? Oh, I don't know. I just call it a butt chin. I've never I didn't even it. notice this on Owen. No, I don't I know. It's Bobby's pretty defined with his. I think he's just super cute, and she just. He, I mean, he is tall. He's like blonde. He's a cute boy. You know, how you can you blame her? But I agree. It is interesting to me, Sarah, that like he immediately has her like tongue tied, right? Like she starts talking about her actual like security blanket. She mixes up Emily Dickens and Emily Dickinson. Like she's immediately smitten with this guy. And like, I don't know this. Okay. Not to be rude. You Does be this rude guy here. exist? Does he actually, does this sort of guy exist? Because this is the kind of guy, listen, we all were in high school once. 
we all were like, oh, that boy, he's so quiet. He's so mysterious. Oh, he's so cute. I wonder, he must be thinking such deep, dark thoughts down in his his brain. He's so quiet. He must be having such deep thoughts. Um, And he reads Emily Dickinson. Mm-hmm. The, I swear, any boys that were like mysterious and quiet were not reading Emily Dickinson in my mm-hmm. high school. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, I think that this is probably a product of yesteryear. I think that maybe in the 90s, this was more common or prior. I'm sure that there were people like this in the 70s that read books and were intellectuals. Now, I mean, not to stereotype, but I feel like boys of now are more into Minecraft and... I don't know, video games and shit. But I also think that, like, you see these types of guys in college where they're like, yeah, I mean, in my day, we called them like hipsters, like the hipster boys, like the hipster boys would read Emily Dickinson. Okay, I maybe I forgot this, but I thought he was getting the book for class. Like, no. I don't think. No, he says he loves oh, he her. Like, he just loves he's, Emily he says, Dickinson. He says that Both he. could be true. <laughs> no, he says that he lost his Emily Dickinson book and he needs to carry one around at all times because it's like his security blanket. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's really into Emily Dickinson. It's really like, into oh. Emily Dickinson. Okay. Hey, Sarah, I know you've been really into reading lately and you've gotten me into it as well. Yeah, well, you know what? Book of the Month made it really easy because Book of the Month offers just a few new selections every month, saving readers the hassle of figuring out what to read. One of the biggest deterrents for me is that like when I go to the library, there's like thousands and thousands of books and I'm like, I, 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 get, I don't even know what to pick. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. They focus on new and emerging authors, which means these are books that we probably wouldn't have found out about otherwise, which is super nice. Yeah, and we also um I love having a really aesthetic bookshelf and the the books that we got, it was like beautiful high quality hardcover books plus free shipping which came really quickly. Love free shipping. Uh, you and I both chose The Return of Ellie Black by Amiko Jean, which is a thriller about a missing girl. And I honestly, I really, I really couldn't put it down. I think I read it in about a 48-hour time period. It had twists, it had turns, kept me guessing the entire way through up until the very last page. So tell me what you liked about the book then. Yeah. Uh, it was it was really good and I'm excited to dive into the other book that I have um but the great thing is Sarah is that listeners can sign up for book of the month to discover new emerging authors by going to bookofthemonth.com and using code pedals for just five dollars wow what a deal check out book of the month club for all of your reading needs yeah, seriously. Every month you could get a new group of books that you just, you know, fall in love with. So go to bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS for just $5 and enjoy reading. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, Giles is unimpressed, though, because he's oh, she's quite a good poet for an American. <laughs> Fucking snob and a half, those yeah. Brits. Yeah. Uh, and so Giles wants to like continue talking about, you know, the order of Aurelius and all this other stuff. But Buffy's like, excuse me, that was Owen. Where's your closest Emily Dickinson book? I need one. Uh, and Giles is like very annoyed. He's like, ugh, ugh, his teen girl cares about dating and boys. Ugh. <laughs> he has no time for this. Which Lindy, I kind of love as like a like a straight man. Giles is a really fun straight man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just funny how he has like absolutely no patience for her, and she's she just wants to do whatever she wants, and she's got this huge responsibility. But like, he's an adult, and so this is his job. So he's treating it mm -hmm. like that. But like, this is her life. Like, and she's just like a teenager. So of course she wants to do fun stuff. It yeah. boasts the question, like, because she got assigned this role, like, like, how much responsibility does she actually have? And is it, like, wrong for her to just want to be a teen? Like, these people that get all of these, like, big responsibilities, like, I'm thinking, like, Spider-Man, like, all Spider-Man wants to do is, like, take MJ out to, like, the prom or whatever, and I'm thinking of Harry Potter, like Harry Potter just wants to go to that place with the Cho Chang. Like, you know, these people, they get these like big responsibilities to save the world. Like, like at, at what point in time, like, can they just be teens? It's so unfair. Mm hmm. Do we blame them for just wanting to? No, I blame whoever anoints the Slayers. Stop picking teenagers. But then Seriously, who... they're not even hormonally balanced yet. But then who who in the world is going to save the world, though? If, Someone like, with people... a hero complex. I mean, most of these people have hero complexes. <laughs> like, seriously, Lindy, Fair. like, it's such, like, a hard balance to be, like, if you're the only person that can solve all this problem, then... But also, you just want to be, like, you. Well, that's the real, like, conundrum. thread of this episode of, like, yeah. oh, well, there's this ancient prophecy, and it's coming to fruition tonight, so we got to go tonight. But, like, but wait, I already scheduled a date. Like, and it's the push and pull of those things. Like, I I, I love it. It's, it's very interesting to see how Buffy is dealing with this in these very early episodes <laughs> in these trying times mm -hmm. <laughs> these trying times these well that's the other thing times. too that i have a question about for you sarah is did you expect to get another love interest this early i because we already there's... had like xander and and uh xander if you want to count him uh and angel there's gonna be plenty of love interest because once again like i mean some people when you're a teenager have the same crush for all four years and some people are just boy crazy and they see a hot guy and they're like i'm obsessed with a hot guy i think that buffy is somebody that's like you know like she she's following like the cuties and that's okay because mm -hmm. she is a single woman that nobody owns. Also, not Angel and not Xander. Buffy's outfit is absolutely killer. So I would understand why Owen hits on her. She's wearing like this very cute, like a uh, botanical 
mini skirt dress sort of thing with like some tall black boots. Her hair is in a French twist. Uh, and I, I love this little girl talk moment with Willow where Willow's like, oh, what? He was talking to you? He doesn't talk to anyone. He's so solitary, mysterious. He could brood for 40 minutes straight. <laughs> Like, the best of us can long time she i felt tough. like this was very uh her outfit was very like uh austin powers like go go girl i love it i loved this outfit and you know because i was watching this through the shit 90 shows lens i was paying attention to the fashion and mm-hmm. i loved this outfit with the with the little dress and her hair mm-hmm. and it's also so interesting just the contrast between how she dresses and how willow dresses like right next to her <laughs> willow they just it reminds me a lot of in dawson's creek how they would dress andy like they just they're like we have no dimensionality to our characters. She is a nerd. She will wear nerdy little girl clothes. She will not look sexy ever. Don't try to put her in a high-heeled boot. Are you crazy? She must be wearing so many layers. <laughs> it's like, let, let the girl live a little bit, you know? She doesn't wear a headband every episode. Come on. There's um, going to be so much, like, out- so many outfits that you guys can talk about throughout this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of outfits, here comes Cordelia. So I can't with her. Uh, Buffy is like sees Owen sitting alone at lunch and she's like, oh, look at him. He's all alone. Let me go sit over there. Uh, and so she goes over there. I have Lindy. I have never seen a hip check like what Cordelia did to Buffy. She was swinging them hips. Uh, That was just unbelievable. Like, she's so terrible. <laughs> she was so awful, Sarah. Throw, Cordelia throw, sucks. I mean, throw that bitch down. Like, when all's fair in love and war, that's what that's, that's what they true. say. Buffy yeah. could beat her up if she wanted. Yeah. She I mean, really absolutely. Uh, so we have a competition between uh, Cordelia and Buffy over Owen. And... Cordelia invites Owen to the bronze and Owen is like, I mean, I'll go if Buffy goes, which I thought was like really cool because I kind of got this confirmation that Owen really does like Buffy and he wants to go hang out with the bronze with her. And I was was getting suspicious. I, I, I just think that he likes her because she's new and pretty and cool. That's it. I don't think I was suspicious of him ever, actually. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm wondering. I want to know from everyone else who is watching this for the first time or remembers when they watched for the first time if they were suspicious of Owen. Because he just gave me such sus immediately. I think you just don't like nice people. Oh, that um, could be true. So <laughs> now Buffy has to ask permission of her keeper if she can go on a date, which I found like so mm. annoying. And he was basically telling her that they had work to do tonight. Mm-hmm. It's like he come on. He does the math. Giles is a mathematician, and he he does the math on the prophecy. And he's like, "Listen, this is going to happen tonight." Like, Lindy, talk about short notice. Like, I'm sorry, but Slayers should get more notice than less than 24 hours. You know. I mean, to be fair, it seems like there's probably something going on every night. With all these vampires popping up and who knows what other 
monsters or whatever. Um, but yeah, you would think that this ancient prophecy, they could have seen it coming a little more and she could have scheduled her date better. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I hate prophecies. <laughs> I really everything. <laughs> I really love when Buffy's like, no, this is bad. Bad calculations, bad. And then Giles says something and she's just like, you're abusing sarcasm at this point. <laughs> Stop it. But like, then again, you can't argue with the mathematics. Like if the almanac says that tonight's the night, then she can't say no. So she really is. She's like stuck. She has to go look out for the vampires and um, maybe just maybe she can make her date with Owen. It just stinks. Yeah, especially because she's, like, so, so excited about it. And, like, you know, obviously Giles is going to guilt her about this. About, like, oh, five people are going to die. You're just going to leave them to die, Buffy? Well, yeah, because that's their problem and not mine. If it's in the prophecy, then it's going to happen anyway. Like, she can't Mm -hmm. stop it. How about that, Giles? You know, you can only deal with, like, the outcome. Well, his guilting, his guiltery, guilt... Guilt, guilting, shaming, doesn't matter. Huh? It works on Buffy yeah. um, because the Lindy, they, yeah, the guilt tripping. They end up at the graveyard again. This seems like their nightly ritual. And I have to say, Lindy, I was living for Buffy's cheetah print jacket. Oh, I yeah. Really <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I just love how, it, you know, he's like, we're going into battle. This is so important. And then cut to them doing nothing that's what i'm saying the scene cuts are so good right like the the way they transition from scene to scene but meanwhile there's a bus and did we count did we count there are five people on the bus and are there five people on the bus there are a lot of people on them i don't know i think there are five people on the bus because they say five will die okay uh and I, I mean, obviously, right, we see this little kid and his parent and blah, blah, blah. And then we see Creeper McGreeper over there just, like, saying weird shit. Like, it so- Sarah, it sounds like he's quoting from the Bible of Daddy Vamps. Okay, I've seen this guy all over Penn Station, to be honest <laughs> with you. this There are always these guys on the subway. There are just, like, there are guys who just say, a pale horse emerged with death as its rider. You will be judged. You will be judged. If you go to the underground pass between Penn Station and Port Authority, there are people, like, screaming biblical, um, like, uh, verses and saying, like, oh, we're all going to hell. Like, I've seen these people all over New York. They're there. And for me to see these uh, this guy on public transport, I'm like, yeah, just like another day commuting to the city. Um, but he's being a creep. And, like, this is like a small bus. I don't know what this is. It's like a shuttle from the airport to... I don't know, somewhere. It's like um a short a short bus, a little bus. And there's um the bus driver, then the creepo guy, that's two, a mom and her son, and then um a a lady. So yeah, there is five. Yeah. And um they are driving on the bus and he's being creepy and uh basically causing a ruckus. So much so that, like, the bus driver, like, was about to kick him off before they they got stopped themselves. Yeah. I mean, 
we all thought, well, I thought, and I, I mainly thought this guy was going to be trouble. I don't know that I was like, this is the anointed, you know, I thought Owen was the anointed. <laughs> I was just like, this guy is going <laughs> to cause trouble. Mm. Um, and so we have this whole bus shenanigans going on. Meanwhile, Giles has given Buffy. It's like, okay, obviously my calculations were off. Go have fun. Go be a teenager. She arrives at the bronze and I apologize. It was not cheetah print. It was some sort of animal print, but maybe it's a, I don't really know. It's, it looks like the colors of a cheetah print. It doesn't matter. Tiger print. She shows up and Lindy Cordelia is all over Owen who looks like he wishes he was literally anywhere else. <laughs> well, yeah. Cause earlier Cordelia was like, I'll be there. And Owen was like, who else <laughs> like he does not care about Cordelia but I guess she took the opportunity with Buffy not being there to swoop in and try to get with Owen but yeah I, he's not very interested for mm. some reason I mean well probably her personality <laughs> yeah because she sucks and she's terrible like he calls her later he's like she's quite grabby <laughs> <laughs> yikes um, but Buffy sees and she leaves because she like I'm just gonna say she stands and watches this for longer than I would have because like I wouldn't want to have been seen you know what I mean like Sarah I feel like the most embarrassing thing for me would have been if Owen looked over and saw me and she stands and watches well, for a long time. is it embarrassing it's just one dance like come on like it, like to be but honest I think it would be embarrassing you? to like be seen staring she should have just walked right up and said, hey, Owen, sorry I'm late. I'm here now. Do you want to dance? That would have been so sensible. Yes. Maybe season three Buffy will do that. You know, season one Buffy isn't as sure of herself with this sort of thing yet. It's like, you don't have to stoop this low to dance with Cordelia. Come dance with me. (laughs) Done. Simultaneously, the bus, like there's a person standing in the middle of the road. The bus crashes. And basically just gets attacked with these two daddy vamps like minions, essentially. They all jump on the bus and start attacking people. And we're like, there's a five. just unfortunate. This was a respectable little bus. It was a shuttle. It had one. He had one job. It was to get people from the airport to their homes. And he couldn't even complete his job. Now he's, uh, he's stuck to a life of oblivion of being a, a vampire bus driver now he has to bust the all the vampires from the airport to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to the, the well he doesn't have to bust anybody because he's dead no is he is the bus driver not a vampire bus driver oh you oh i don't think he turned into a vampire i, I thought that did no, only, I thought it was only only the anointed and that one guy. Nah. I thought the rest of them died. I think it's everybody at the end you see. I think oh. he's there. I think he's now now he's going to live for eternity and all he's going to have to do is just bust the vampires around. That's that a, a fate worse than death. <laughs> so Sarah, do you think we're going to see an episode where the vampire bus driver is driving around all these yeah. vampires and their their adventures i will say that i think that he's now going to be the new uh bus driver for the magic school bus and like all the vampires are going to like magic school bus into like remember the magic school lindy does not know what the magic school bus is yes i do you're looking at me like i've never even heard i've heard of that but i don't i i don't see the connection but I don't know. I was going somewhere, but now I'm feeling embarrassed and shame. Well, so was the bus driver, Sarah. And guess what? He's going nowhere now. 
Well, he's going somewhere. Um, so now they're all dead. Boo-hoo. So sad. Mm-hmm. And um, wor- worse than that, Buffy is pissed off the next day at school because of everything that happened the night before with Owen. She's trying to talk to Xander. I don't know why because Xander sucks and he doesn't sympathize with her about this. He's just like, oh, but he's just Owen. Like, oh, like he's he's like not just he's just Owen. Like who really cares? Wah. And he's like, a lot of guys read. I could read. <laughs> yeah, you, you could, could read, read, but you, you don't. Read. You don't. You're a I dumbass, Sander. Uh, but luckily for Buffy, Owen comes up and he's just like, hey, where were you like last night? You didn't you didn't show up. And Buffy, as tongue tied as ever, Sarah's just like, oh, well, my watch broke and we don't have clocks in our house. It's rough. <laughs> what? Ma'am, are you okay? It's okay. The weirdest part when he was when he was like, "Oh yeah, that happens to me too." I thought I was the only one. What? This is this is why I thought he was evil because no person says that as an answer to what Buffy said, (laughs) and no one has a pocket watch. They just give out, you know, like what Owen has a. Owen, are you secretly an eighty-year-old man? Why do you have a pocket watch? Well, I guess it's better than Xander's Tweety Bird watch, I was going to say, I loved the fan back to Xander's watch that he's so embarrassed of now. He should be embarrassed. That is shameful. Did you see <laughs> that gorgeous pocket watch that Owen had? He's sophisticated. Yeah. He yeah. is. And Xander's is. jealous. Yeah. But I've given pocket watches out as a gift have you? before. Yeah. My ex loved it. Was it engraved? Of course it was. Thank you, Time Remembered. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Time's Remembered, yeah. Uh, it was it was engraved with, I don't know, like his favorite Chicago quote, the band, not the city. Oh, I was like, what? Um, but luckily, Owen invites her out. They decide they're going to go on a date at seven. That's when the little hands point there on the watch, Buffy, so you know how to take, you know, read time. Uh, Buffy knows and- how to read time and she knows how to read. Like, why are we questioning her intelligence? She's the one who said she doesn't know how to tell time. Uh. <laughs> uh, and I, I love this move from Buffy Lindy to like rush into Giles' office, basically be like, oh, that I know, I know the calculation's supposed to be so tough, so maybe we should just take the night off. Okay, bye. Yes, and Giles thinks she's so weird, but like, um, I think she's being pretty normal. Like, <laughs> Yeah, this is this is just how teenage girls act, Giles. Uh, meanwhile, Daddy Vamps is like, my boys have done well. They did exactly what I asked them to. And very soon, they're going to get to meet the anointed and we'll be out of this mystical prison. Oh, sorry. I thought it was earlier. This is the part where he touches the invisible walls and it's very silly. Uh, but they're yeah, wiggly, he's- wiggly. It's like he mimes. It's like wiggly walls. <laughs> Miming Maybe Daddy yes. Vamps. It's Wait like a, a force field, basically. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that is that is so annoying that he can't get past the force field. But at least he is training to be a great mimer, and he can have hobbies down there. And also, he needs to wipe his face. <laughs> he just needs to. You have something right, right, right there on the. It's all up on his lips. I think it's because the... he was sucking blood, and he just didn't 
he just didn't yeah but i, I you know what face he's a little courteous in that he picks a bug off of one of his minions shoulders like that's a kind thing to do you know i don't think that he is our enemy like to be honest with you if i was trapped in the underworld until the end of time i would be crabby also so you True, know what he's in a prison He's in a prison, probably of his own making. All he has is his little blood-filled jacuzzi over there and a little bit of miming. He has nothing else to entertain himself. And everybody he's surrounded by is a bunch of idiots. This is all true. You know what? Maybe justice for him. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) And I haven't seen him kill one person, to be honest with you. He's given the orders, though. He killed a child. They, okay, they are acting of their own accord. No, they're not. He ordered them to do it. He can tell people to do things all they want, but he... So you're saying if you hired a hitman to go kill someone, and that hitman did that, yes, you're completely... My hands are clean of it. Maybe not my mouth because there might be blood stains all over my mouth. But I don't yeah, think that's I'm, how it works. I'm that's definitely innocent. not how it works in a court of law. Um, I'm an but... in all of this. All he wants to do is go upstairs and he can't to mm-hmm. the force field. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, Buffy is trying to pick out an outfit for her date with Owen. And I'd like to know who the fuck invited Xander to this because. You don't need him. You have Willow, and she's offering you some really lovely options. Eh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take her advice on fashion. <laughs> it's not her fault that the freaking writers are like, nah. let's put her in braids and make her look like a twelve-year-old. Nah, I don't. I don't want her advice on what to wear to a date. Would you rather have Xander's? He tried to put her in a puffer coat. Well, yeah, that was sabotage, not his actual fashion opinion. This is why she needs to make friends with, uh, no, no, not her. (laughs) Not her. What Uh, would you, which, which outfit would you go for? There was like something that kind of looked like cherries. We're not watching high def people. So you got to forgive us or something that was like a very loud, bright pattern. Well, just wear black. I, I kind of liked the pattern. I would have liked to see that on her, but we didn't. she didn't, like, try them on. She just held them up. Oh. But I did like what she ended up wearing. I thought that was really cute. Yeah. And in terms of uh, peach or red lipstick, always red. Always, always red is the answer. Yes. I mean, just imagine if she was wearing black with red lipstick. She would have looked look. like a smoke show. Yeah um so giles comes and is like guess what actually we need to um go it's actually tonight i figured it out because i got this newspaper and five died yesterday so we need to take care of this right now and buffy is like i have my date and he is very alarmed because he thinks all she does is date now but she didn't even go on a date and then she said my favorite line of the episode a Crabby Slayer is a careless slayer or a grumpy. What is she say? Care a, a crabby? Crabby or what did she say? Crusty? Um crusty. Crusty. Crusty cranky? cranky. 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 Cranky Slayer yes. is a careless slayer, which is wonderful. But before they resolve that, guess who comes? Owen. Looking great. He's looking great. Yeah, and the I mean, listen. 
poor Giles really screws things up because he not only is like trying to ruin Buffy's date, but he's distracting Buffy so that Xander and Willow take Owen to the side and Xander is just being the fucking worst. And listen, listen, no one come for me and be like, Xander just has a crush. We all had crushes on our friends in high school. Yes. Yes, we did. We didn't mm. all try to sabotage their dates. Did we? And even worse, we didn't mention this, but when they were upstairs in her bedroom, did you <gasps> see Xander strategically using the mirror in her jewelry box to, like, watch her change? <gasps> Perf! Perf! Thank you so much, Lindy. I did notice that when I watched it, and I totally forgot about it when discussing it. Perv! You are a stinky little perv, Xander. And no one say anything. Xander slander day. Xander slander fucking party of the century. Because this guy's a fucking perv. <laughs> I can't argue with that. I mean, you can't t- you can't sneak in peaks. You can't, especially when they told you, go away. She wasn't like letting it all hang out for him to see. She told him to turn around. Yeah, yeah, I Nasty. think if you're trying to defend Xander right now, it's not going to work because there's things like this in this episode. Yeah. Show me like, the Lindy, defense. No. Does it come around eventually? Do you want me to tell you? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume by the amount of people that like do have nice things to say about Xander that like eventually he's not so awful. Like, maybe he gets his own girlfriend and he stops being maybe, such a pervy slob. Maybe he just dies. That could be, too, and I would be okay with that. Yeah, I mean, we need a sacrifice, and he can be our sacrifice. Yeah. Um, but Giles does listen to Buffy, and he's like, you know what? Maybe you're right. Like, maybe I'm just – it's coincidental. Like, maybe I'm just reading into things. Yeah, you got to trust your gut, Giles. You – you know, you know it's yeah. coming. You know it's bad. But he decides to go off on his own to the morgue. Um, yeah, and, and Buffy says, beat me on my beeper <laughs> if you know, anything says, happens. If the apocalypse apocalypse comes, beat me. It's like such an iconic Buffy line because that is like her in a nutshell. Like she's going out doing what she wants, but she's got her beeper on her so that like if there's an apocalypse, yeah. she'll run to the rescue. Yeah, call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Oh my god, if you want to save me, it's okay. Yes. If you want to page yes. me, it's okay. Yeah, same it was thing. Yeah. No, sure, no, yes. Yeah. Impossible, I, baby. Yeah. Love How do it. I that beeper was really cute. It was pink. Pink beeper. You I don't need I, a beeper. Do not buy a beeper. No, I looked at this last time. I just tried to buy a beeper before. I remember that. <laughs> and I was like, no, don't do that. Okay, 40, <laughs> you can't do anything with a beeper. It's 2024. A Motorola Bravo Express pink beeper pager with case clip transparent. Whoa. $49.99. <laughs> Maybe nice. you can bedazzle it. I probably could, yeah. Sarah, there are so many better things you could do with $50. <laughs> this is so true. Um, and Willow Willow is concerned, and she's like, I think we should follow them. And Xander thinks she's talking about Owen, but she's like, no, I'm talking about Giles, who's going off to the funeral home all by himself. Maybe we should follow him. Um, and also, I want to point out that someone in an email – the last episode of the episode before mentioned like paying attention to the lyrics of the songs that play at the bronze 
Uh, and I was doing that all this episode. And the song that plays when Owen and Buffy are at the bronze, uh, they're like, I'll be all, I'll be right along because, baby, you're so strong. And I was like, oh, that's Buffy. Okay, we're good. I know the meaning of this one. I didn't listen. I mean, that's fine. No. I don't think they're that big. Of, I think they mostly are like a little bit of a prophecy. This show loves prophecies. Mm, yes. Um, ha, I am so tickled and fascinated by this teen club because it's always raging. It's the place to be. They serve drinks, but what kind of drinks? I'm not sure. No I, alcohol. No alcohol. What do you like? I remember like hearing about teen clubs, but I don't, I, I never went to one. I I don't know. Lindy, you tell me. I always thought these were just a TV thing. That this was not an actual thing that was real. Uh there I mean there I have no idea. I've never been to a teen club. <laughs> That's certainly not where I was going. <coughs> Sorry. As a teen, but yeah. The bronze is weird because it's like is it just for teens or can anyone go there? And like if anyone can go, then yeah, like are they serving alcohol? And then why are there teens there? It's, it's what really confusing. Is, I yeah. What is the? Is it not a teen club? Is it just a regular club? Well, it makes sense that it it had to be a teen club because the teens would not be able to get in if it wasn't a teen club. <laughs> I've heard about teen clubs. I heard about like under like like teen night at the club and uh like after. Well, dark. a teen night at a club makes sense to me, but a club for teens profitability wise i don't know that it would work because teens have curfews teens can't drink alcohol which is what brings in the big bucks you know what i mean like where 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 are your profit margins looking like if you're a teen club i think that teen clubs do exist i think it's just a club for anyone i think anyone can get in here interesting uh honky talk st louis hmm i don't know if i want to go to that teen club yeah um but Owen and Buffy are having a great time. Uh, Owen loves Emily Dickinson. He says she's so incredibly morbid. A lot of loss. A lot of death. It gets me. And there's a lot of bees involved too. And Buffy is like trying to have a conversation about this. Um, where she's like asking about the bees. And it ta- he basically says like, oh, I don't, I don't get out much. It's why I find most girls frivolous. There are more important things in life than dating. And this is, again, where I was like, this man, this type of person doesn't exist. Like, there isn't a guy as cute as Owen, as uninterested as in dating and women as Owen is, who likes to read as much as Owen does. Like, this just feels, this is why I was like, this guy is too good to be true. He's going to be a villain. Like, I just... I, I just felt like everything was pointing to him being a villain. Just just because you don't date intellectuals doesn't mean they don't exist. <laughs> My husband listens to this podcast and he's very much going to appreciate that comment. <laughs> also, he does read. <laughs> what does he read? Does he read? What could he read? Jess? What's one thing that he's read? He just finished all the Nick Offerman books. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just started the Inheritance Games. So mm-hmm. that's what I know he's reading currently. But I feel like it's more important, Lindy, for us to be focusing on Cordelia's crimped hair at the moment. Oh, my gosh. Crimped hair. Oh, man. When they would have commercials for those devices that you could crimp your hair with and it looked so yeah. cool. But I had a like- crimper. It smelled like crap. I don't know why the crimper <laughs> smelled so bad, but I had it. 
Probably because it burnt the shit out of your hair. Man, I would crimp my hair to this day. <laughs> We've talked about crimped hair before. I remember back in the days of Boy Meets World, we talked yes. about crimped hair. And I brought up this like photo of me from sixth grade graduation where I felt like I was on top of the world with my crimped hair. I was so happy with my mm-hmm. crimped hair. Um, yeah. Well, Cordelia comes in thinking she's also hot shit. And she like tries to barge in and be like, oh, do you want to dance? And everyone's like, no, I'm here with Buffy. And she's like, oh, you're so good to help the needy. Um, <laughs> it's a sick burn. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Giles arrives at the funeral home. And as he's getting out and approaching the building, boom, minions. Daddy's minions are here to slay. Daddy's <laughs> minions. Oh, my. Uh, and so he has to run in um and uh then we like again there's like it's very funny like the back and forth between like all the drama at the funeral home of giles trying to escape them holding the cross up as he's backing away and buffy's just having a cute little dance moment with owen not a care in the world not a beep in sight (laughs) i'm really happy for her you know what she deserves this moment Mm -hmm. she says that i almost feel like a girl yeah um but Thank, thankfully for Willow, they follow Giles and they're like, okay, we'll just go get Buffy because there's not a phone in here. So we can't beep. <laughs> we can't possibly beep her. We have to go get her in person. I thought that was so funny that she was like, just beat me. And then like, they don't even end up beeping her. <laughs> they just have to go get her. Did they nobody have phone. a cell phone? Anything? No. There was no landline. Nothing. No, he looked around the room and he was like, oh, there isn't a phone in here. There's like all there is is um is materials to uh cremate somebody. It's terrible. Yeah. So they have to go to the bronze and get Buffy, which really does not make Buffy happy. And I understand why. Yeah, this is so funny. Angel walks in like the hot cryptic message delivering man that he is, and Cordelia's like. Mm, I'm gonna get me a piece of that and he immediately walks over to Buffy and she's like what is going on <laughs> she calls no. him salty goodness <laughs> that's why? a great way to describe salty someone salty goodness is it because he looks salty sweaty is goodness. that why I think it's more like um like I don't know like I'm thinking like caramel like uh, sweet like a salt. snack like, yeah, like, a, a, like a snickers no like a snack oh a snack <laughs> <laughs> so salty like a snack Lindsay exactly. you don't want to get into it but um, were you on like a angel side back in your first rewatch were you feeling it uh, was I feeling what like that he was attractive or what were you feeling like uh, were you rooting for them early <gasps> on Angel were you rooting for <laughs> for bangel for them to bang um <laughs> bangel yeah uh this early on probably not um yeah did you I feel like he was just a creeper i gotta be honest he's just kind of like a whole lot of useless he just comes what? in and how he's dare like, you uh here's this warning but like this is all i can say okay bye i'm not gonna yeah. help you <laughs> it's yeah. not his fault no it is his fault the audacity of this man to approach Buffy and be like, 
what are you doing here? You should be doing your job. Are, oh, you're on a date? Ugh, the audacity. Sir, sir, Um, to my recollection, you've done nothing to help. You've come in, given cryptic, like, one-sentence things that don't help Buffy at all, and then leave. Don't you, mm -mm, mm -mm, do not criticize her for doing her job. You know who she was out practicing with last night? Giles, not you, not you, Angel. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Is he hot? Of course. Yes, yes, I have eyes. Okay. He's hot. Yes. Very spicy, salty goodness. Salty goodness. Salty goodness. However, however, this man should not question Buffy taking a fucking night off. Okay. Right. Because like, he's doing nothing. All these men are like, hey, I need you to do this. I'm not going to do it, but you have to. Like, yeah. Why don't you step in and do something for once? Yeah. And I don't know, Sarah, I also got the impression that once mm -hmm. he found out she was on a date, someone was a little bit jelly. I saw a little bit of that green-eyed monster in his eye. I love it when men are jealous. It's so Sarah, sexy. That's so toxic. <laughs> I like it. Like, be jealous. Like, show that you care. Show that you're passionate a little bit. No, no. Yes. It's my least favorite thing. Not super jealous, not like crazy, like monstrous jealous where you're like throwing my phone at the wall, but like a little jealous. Yeah, that's cute. Okay. Um, Lindy, what did you think of the storyline of having Xander and, and Willow show up pretending that they're going to also be on a date and it's going to be a doll? Oh my gosh. So cringe because like Willow is like, oh my gosh, this is great. <laughs> and she hugs on Xander so tight. It's girly, tragic. Girly needs to just let go. I feel she needs so. To move on. <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure this was a very like meta thing where Willow, because Buffy's like, oh, I didn't know you guys were seeing each other. And Willow says, oh yeah, well, we knew it would happen eventually. So we figured, hey, why fight it? It's like, that is very meta of the show of like, yeah. oh, this is going to happen eventually. So we might as well. Uh, I wish that Willow can just find strength without Xander. Because he's just not that into her. No, no. He's not. He's definitely not. He's got uh, his sights on someone else. Yeah. So they... they his pervy little eyes are on his someone mirror, else. His sights in the mirror are facing someone yeah. else. Fucking mm -hmm. perv. So, Damn. oh gosh. Okay, so we... Um, basically, Owen gets swindled into doing a double date oh. with them to the cemetery. Except the for the funeral fact, home. To the yeah, funeral home. That they're like, you know where would be fun to go? A funeral home at night. And Owen is like, actually, that does sound kind of cool. Do you think we should sneak in? And I'm like, man, who the who the fuck is this guy? Like, who who thinks this sounds fun? Well, he loves the morbid Emily Dickinson poems. So like he's into this idea. And I love how everyone's selling this. Willow's like, I've always wanted to go there. Like she just says it so intensely. And then it it works on him accidentally. Mm. Uh, so I I mean, he's a go with guy. And he's a he's a a danger, he's a thrill-seeking danger Well, like he's because he's never done anything of like fun and of substance before. So he's very into this. So they all wind up going, 
which like Buffy did try to fight it. She really, really did. But he wants to come. They're going. They run off. And um, actually, no, at first he's like, he doesn't get to go. But then he like shows up anyway. So they are trying to find Giles. And she, he, he's kind of missing, but eventually they, um, she find Buffy finds him in the slidey morgue thing. This was a a really great hiding spot, terrifying, but I thought a really great hiding spot. And when he comes rolling out, it's I loved it. <laughs> it's really funny, yeah. Uh, and Buffy, so Buffy leaves Owen with uh, Xander and Willow, which is a choice. Um, I don't know that he's going to be any safer. Uh, with the two of them uh, there's nothing to hack nearby and Xander is useless um, so Buffy walks in and she, uh, she finds Giles and so they're like okay well they're obviously looking for like the the anointed so they have to figure out like who the anointed is find the body like take care of it we got to do all of this um, and so they're like they're poking around looking for the anointed and of course meanwhile Owen and uh, Xander and Willow end up finding who we originally are supposed to think is the anointed in like the weirdo guy who was reading from Daddy Vamp's Bible on the bus. Um, and so this was really they find him in like the observation room, which was like very creepy. Um, mm -hmm. And he like smashes through the window and he's like super buff and huge and it's just now it's just like a like a battle yeah and the funny the best part about this whole thing lindy is like obviously they have to keep the secret of vampires from owen right so like the whole time owen's looking and he's like do dead bodies usually move and then this guy gets up and he has this fucked up looking face as vampires do and he just goes i have been judged <laughs> part was honestly the fact that they're all trying to keep this secret from owen <laughs> yeah well it's interesting because earlier in the episode you know giles in the graveyard he was telling buffy like you have to keep your identity secret like you can't be telling these boys you date about this and it's but it's interesting because xander and willow know about it and they're like really in on this even though they don't have anything to do with like being the slayer um I agree she shouldn't tell boys on the first date about this, but um, yeah, it's it's really funny how they have to maneuver things so that he doesn't find out what's really going on. Mm -hmm. And I think, Sarah, we discovered the secret to why the vampires have such fucked up foreheads. And it's because they smash them against glass to break it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the reasons why they're so uggo. Mm -hmm. And when I fa I think my favorite line from uh, the creepy vampire is he has risen in me because I just shouted, that's what she said. <laughs> Jessica, you are dirty dog in it. Not as dirty as fucking pervy oh Xander. You're a perv. <laughs> uh, so yada yada, fight, fight, fight. I don't know. How are we supposed to recap a fight? Well, punch, the, punch, I think kick, the funniest kick. the funniest Owen part of the whole fight is out. yeah, Owen getting Owen almost getting his neck sucked by the vampire and then getting knocked out and missing everything else that happened. <laughs> what a dumb whore. Oh. 
<laughs> well, okay, yeah. So Owen tries to help. He gets knocked out. Giles comes in. He gets knocked out. Like everyone's mm-hmm. just, you know, getting pushed to the floor. Um, but I agree, Sarah. It's funny. Like there's going to be a lot of like punches and kicks, you know, in the future. And like, <laughs> yeah. How do you really well, recap that? But I will say like the death of this vampire was so fun. Like yeah, the actual way it happens where Buffy basically like puts him on a gurney, shoves the gurney, it rolls. He slides into like the cremation chamber and Giles just closes the door on the cremation chamber. <laughs> it's very Sweeney Todd. I've never seen Sweeney Todd, so I don't. I, well, it's I like that. You. Todd the Librarian's going to be so happy you mentioned Sweeney Todd. Yeah, I just yeah, realized I that I made a reference that nobody would get. But I was going to say, I feel like the people I podcast with would love that reference, but I personally don't understand yeah, it. So, well, maybe we should all watch Sweeney Todd. So, uh, yeah, I, I the, it was entertaining. That was a good thing. I, of course, love it when. Buffy does her flippies. She does cartwheels and yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Save the day. Yeah. And Owen, Owen like seems okay. Again, no one takes concussions seriously enough on these shows where people are getting knocked out every five seconds. Um, But Owen seems okay. Buffy thinks that she's like ruined her chances because he's going to like walk home and she's like the next day at school, she's asking Xander and Willow about him. Like, Oh, I totally blew it. This is the worst. But turns out Owen is some thrill seeker and he had a great time. In fact, he wants to do it again. Well, (laughs) he tasted blood and now he wants more. Yeah. More, more. This is. He just wants to you know have thrills every night he says like hey do you want to like go to the mall or the bar and start a fight and like do you want to do this and that and then Buffy is like oh I understand like you are just into me because we had like a crazy night last night and she this is called trauma bonding this is what we call trauma bonding it it. is an an unhealthy attachment um and uh, Lindy, nothing is a bigger red flag to me than someone who says, hey, do you want to walk downtown at three in the morning and pick a fight in a bar? How does that sound? Uh, yeah, it sounds horrible. No, thank you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See you never. Um, obviously, Buffy could handle herself in that situation. But like, she, like, that's not exactly what we've seen in this whole episode. That's not what she's looking for. Like, she wants a normal life. She wants to date boys. She doesn't want to, like, go out and be in all this danger. And seeing that that's what he's into, that's why he thinks she's cool now. Like, she has to unfortunately turn it down like mm, no yeah. i'm sorry <sighs> man and i thought yeah. that he was the perfect man did nope. you no <laughs> well i really like the conversation that follows with giles and buffy after like she has to break things off with him where we i never like we this is the first time we're hearing really anything about like giles's history and it turns out that he was 10 years old when he found out that he was going to be a watcher because his dad and his dad's mom were all watchers. And I guess, I don't know if this is like a genetic thing or a lineage thing or how this all works, but he knew that like, that was what his destiny would be again. Like the fate and prophecies are like a big deal in the show and that his destiny was to be a watcher. And 
I thought this was fascinating. Like, Sarah, I don't know what you thought Giles's history was, but like, to me, this explains so much about the way he like, imagine knowing your destiny at 10 years old and how much of an, like how quickly you have to grow up. Like he basically became an Mm. adult overnight, you know? Yeah. I mean, when you have to take after your family's business, it just seems like inevitable and you have to just set yourself up. Like your future is not chosen you're, you don't get to choose your own future. It's chosen for you. So if he knew very early on that he has to be this watcher and he has a certain sort of responsibility and uh, seriousness, it's like, uh, it's kind of like, I think that he likes what he does, but it is kind of sad that he couldn't choose it. It was just, you know, chosen upon him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wants to be a fighter pilot or a grocer. I was I, I was like, did you say a grocer? Like someone who owns a grocery store? Is that a real uh, Alan Matthews, if you will? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Alan, all he wanted to do was do something with action. Like he probably mm-hmm. would have wanted to be a watcher. But yeah. he just wound up being a grocer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Buffy says, like, you know what, like Owen just wants to be a danger man. And it's very interesting because like you said, Sarah, like she brings up Xander and Willow, but she's like, but you guys are careful about this. I don't don't know that all of them are very careful, but like some of them are very careful about these dangerous situations. (laughs) I know. And she's like, Owen would just get get killed basically immediately. Day one. Yeah. Doesn't Xander like he's always shouting like, oh, yes. Like, how was your slaying last night? And yeah, then- yeah, Xander is obviously the weak link. We all know it, right? We've talked about this. Willow can hack. Uh, Buffy is obviously the brawn. Giles is the brain. Xander is the perf. <laughs> he has to bring something to the table. Like, what are we missing here? He if, once he do does, something. I will praise him. And yet... <laughs> Everything he's done has worked against the group, in my opinion. What? So I mean, they're had. I'm trying to rack my brain real hard. Like, what does he do? Is he supposed to be the the comic relief? I don't know. He's he's supposed to do something. I'm sure. I, uh, I'm, I'm sure, sure of this. I think thus far, yeah, he he is supposed to be providing some comedy. Um, but this was a rough episode for him. Um, between the Tweety Bird watch, the sabotaging <laughs> Buffy's date, and looking at her in the mirror, and then in this last scene, he's like drinking from a juice box, and he's like trying to tell Buffy like hey like you should date me but gets cut off before he can even say something like that but again like drinking out of a juice box like childish (laughs) wait Jess did you see that Willow was drinking um god what are those things called the squeezies where you get the thing oh the retainer well yeah plastic retainer uh kool-aid jammers oh oh I loved those okay I know what you're talking about Yep. Yeah. Great times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get the plot twist of all plot twists. Uh, when uh, Daddy Vamps is like, the anointed, we did it. The Slayer will not know him. She will not stop him and he will lead her into hell. And it's this tiny little kid who was on the bus and he doesn't even have Ogo face. He just looks like a kid. Knew it. Yeah, you were right. It was the kid all along. I knew it. So done. I'm done. done. Uh, yeah. So it was, I don't think it was like my favorite episode that we've seen, but 
It was an episode that I watched of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> it was an episode. It was an episode. Well, Sarah, it's interesting. If you saw the, the twist of the kid coming the whole time, like it probably wasn't as exciting, maybe. Yeah. I definitely, the first time I watched this, definitely did not see that coming. Um, but, it's like, but like who else is going to like, I just know that like the thing about people that have these responsibilities that have the hero um uh complexes like they always drag themselves into situations that they shouldn't get into because they have this need to be the saviors so like a kid is a perfect tool to like lure buffy into a bad spot because buffy is going to like want to save the kid so i think it just makes a lot of sense that that's the anointed one because it's it's going to lure buffy in and she is going to like her guard is going to be down around a uh, perceived child so um i'm excited to see i wonder like how soon we're going to get that like if it's going to be next episode or uh if the child needs some training uh but only kind of t- only time can tell. We'll see. But the good news, I feel like it is really smart to have like a kid be because you're not going to expect it. You know what I mean? And you're going to have a tougher time killing a kid that you know, like a vampire that looks like a child. Yeah, totally. This is some real. Uh, the hell was that movie, Sarah, that we watched with the vampires that had a Brad Pitt and uh, Kirsten Dunst as the baby vampire mm-hmm. by the, the interview with a vampire yeah interview with and a vampire. by Anne rice the book yeah this would be some in- interview with a vampire shit mm-hmm. that's what's yeah. gonna happen mm-hmm. um but that was our episode i really liked it i thought it was fun i <laughs> the slapstickiness of the fight i did enjoy um i really liked this episode and i think i i have a feeling it's like important in terms of setup for the season because of the kids involvement you know what i mean so in terms of like the story arc of the season i think it's probably an important one but we'll see there you think owen will show his face again no i think we're done with owen i think so too yeah why do we need we don't need an owen he can we don't need owen he can go throw seek with somebody else maybe he'll take up cordelia and then they can do ganta fuckery together that'd be great for them mm-hmm. um all right are we ready to get into some feedback absolutely yeah Okay. Uh, we got an email from an anonymous person. Um, and they did say they love the podcast. Um, they love that we're both going into it blind and we have no idea what's going to happen because it is a really unique perspective on the franchise that's been like analyzed to pieces. So I think that's fun. Um, and, uh, And they said, as a Buffy OG, I would know. I don't remember watching the early seasons live, but I clearly remember the later ones going on to the message boards after every episode to see what people thought. That's so fun. I I love those days. Um, And uh, the other thing they wanted to mention is about Xander. Uh, They said, I understand he has a rough start to the series. I think it might explain a lot if I tell you that Xander is Josh, Josh Whedon's self-insert into the series he's joss's mouthpiece at first as the series progresses though the character comes into his own and he's not as much a reflection of joss and becomes his own character that i personally grew to love but i understand that he's just a dumb jerk at the beginning (laughs) well i mean it seems pretty fitting if that's supposed to be joss whedon's mouthpiece and we're calling him a dumb jerk then 
and somebody that creeps and uh, mirrors. Maybe that makes all make sense now. Maybe yep. I get it. Makes sense. Uh, they also said that Buffy served as the blueprint for every network genre show that came after it. Joss wrote the formula for these shows that they still follow today. A long running season arc that culminates in a showdown with the season villain peppered with monster of the week episodes. It seems basic now, but it all started with Buffy, which makes a lot of sense. And like, I mean, I've compared this to Smallville a few times, which obviously came after Buffy, but it makes sense to me that this is like a formula that is so successful that other shows would repeat it. Um, and they do agree that we should go in completely unspoiled as much as possible. Um, mm -hmm. which we're, we're trying, we're doing our best, you know, the we're internet's going to internet. Yeah. The internet, is, I mean, I feel like for the most part, like I, I personally never got spoiled, uh, by other people for Dawson's Creek. Only I spoiled myself on Dawson's you Creek. Many times, many times. <laughs> and that's Google's fault, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we also got an email from David, um, and, uh, he usually sends us his notes separately. So he said, I'm just going to write an email. So you have all my thoughts in one email. Um, uh, he says he always watches this one on his rewatches. He says he skips teacher's pet most times. David, that's like, it has to be a classic. It's really skippable. <laughs> no, I'm going to watch it over and over again. Um, so for his his past on Buffy, he says he he watched the movie in theaters and loved it, picked up the series midway into season two, and then went back and watched the rest of it before season three started. Uh, and he owns all the all the DVDs. Um, and I think he said that he was actually, yeah, he's watching it now with his kids. Uh, so that fun. must be a really fun experience. Also. Yeah, I wonder how the kids are going to enjoy it. I don't know. Like, I don't know what show I can watch with my children in the future that we can have a shared experience like that. Dawson's Creek when they're old enough. <laughs> Come here, kid. Let's go watch Jen die of a heart condition that she never had until the last episode. My God. Oh Spoilers. My, God. <laughs> <laughs> my heart. I'm sick. <laughs> good times uh david also says um if i wanted to show someone what the show is with one clip i would play the scene about 10 minutes in when giles is very seriously telling buffy about prophecies and how tonight is their chance to go into battle and then it smash cuts to the two of them sitting alone in the cemetery yeah <laughs> this is why so i think good. prophecies are a scam don't listen to them uh, David also wants to know how did the swerve with the anointed being the little boy instead of the crazy religious murderer work for us? Good, great. I thought it was uh, a really good twist. I did, I, I did too. I think it was great. Um, uh, let's see. Oh my god, David carried a pocket watch in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm reading emails. It's a very long email. Where did so I'm trying where'd to you get the pocket watch from, David. Yeah, tell us more, please. Um, and he is also similarly aghast at, in all caps about Xander being a creepy perv, uh, looking at the mirror, um, yeah. like a creepy perv. Unforgivable, but I'm sure eventually Xander will come around mm -hmm. and we'll love him for who he is. Today yeah. is not that day though. Yeah. Um, he says, yeah, he, he really, he really does like this episode. Uh, and he did, he also really liked the line. Hello, salty good. <laughs> That is the creepiest line. 
Oh, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, goodness. and just to keep track, because I know we've gotten like some emails like, oh, this is my favorite character. That's my favorite character. Or you haven't met my favorite character. Um, David's apparently his favorite character is Buffy. Um, hey! So there you go. Point in Buffy's yeah. corner. Love, Love that. it. Wait, mm-hmm. do you guys want to know who my favorite character is? Of, of course. course. Are they on the show yet? Okay. Well, to be fair, <laughs> I have two favorite characters. Okay. We can't learn about characters that we don't know about yet. So at this point in time... Who is your favorite character? At this point in time, one of my favorite characters is on the show, and it's Buffy. I love Buffy. Buffy. And I feel like you probably expect me to love Willow more than Buffy, but I really appreciate Buffy's whole thing. And I I, I find her very, it's very fun to watch her. Do you not like Willow because of her braids? Is that no? I didn't mean I don't like Willow because I do. I just. I, I would rank Buffy above her in, like, my favorites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, I think, Sarah, do you have a favorite yet? I mean, we Buffy. usually... Okay. I'm trying to think how far we are. Uh, we're not quite halfway. Actually, Sarah, end of next episode, we're going to have to rank the characters because that will be okay. the halfway point through the season. All right. I'm um, ready. I'll be ready. I think I agree with you. I think Buffy is probably my favorite so far. Giles is getting up there, and it is in no small part due to his sarcasm. Um, and the fact that he's British. <laughs> so he's, he's rising in the ranks. Um, Xander is obviously at the bottom. No one needed to say it, but I said it because it needed to be said. Anyway, moving on. Next episode title is called The Pack. We're getting werewolves. Oh, The Pack. Yeah. Not with a T. P-A-C-K. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, we're not talking prophecies again. No pacts. No prophecies. <laughs> I the love pack. cults. I feel like we're getting a werewolf. The pack. It's a werewolf. Yeah, probably. Or like a pack of vampires. Oh, what you five. call a pack of vampires? Is, are they a pack? A murder of vampires, like crows? I I don't I don't know. Aren't they called clans? That would be appropriate. In I Twilight, think. I think. Yeah. They have clans, right? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I think that I just want to be alone. I don't want to have a clan. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, I just want to be alone. Can we end the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I thought about it, but I don't want to podcast anymore. A crabby podcaster is a careless podcaster, and I'm about to be careless. A cranky podcaster? I'm very cranky. Oh, no. No, I'm not. Um, I'm okay. I'm fine. Okay, was was that all the feedback? That was all the feedback. Yes. Okay. I got I got one message from Todd the Librarian. Oh, lovely. He is wondering if uh, either of you have ever let the credits play long enough uh, to get through the whole the whole credits because no. there's something kind of kind of funny in there. Oh no, I haven't. And the reason is because like I watch on a streaming service and it always tries to like play the next episode, so I quickly like turn yeah, it you off have to like shut it, it off as soon as possible. What's in no. there? Is there like a <gasps> Avengers? I'm pulling like, this up end right credit now. scene. It's really it's like a two second thing. Um, after- on every episode. Yeah, at the very like after oh. the credits roll. It's like okay. um, you know the production companies how they yes. have like a little okay. Green. I have it's the credits up right now. I'm watching them. They're they're slowly the they're slowly rolling. Oh, it's a listen? Is yeah. it okay. a wolf howl? Ooh. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jessica heard something. There's, yeah. You there's gotta like a, it. This is okay. an audio medium. Yes, I will. Um, okay, so there's music, music, and it's credits. What's the and music then there's, like? Like rock and roll, kind of. Like what? And, 
like like guitars. Oh, okay. And then there's a like a mutant enemy ink, like mutant enemy incorporated is like a logo. Mm -hmm. And there's this like zombie looking thing. Maybe it's a vampire, I guess, that's walking across the screen. And it's it's just going arg, just like that, just arg. <laughs> oh, is, is that the media company? This is like a name, like their logo. Yeah, it's like one of those like production company screens yeah. at the end of a show. But he's like, arg. Yeah, I just I love it. Um, I've watched Buffy with my boyfriend and you know sometimes when we're like frustrated by something i'm just like grr arg <laughs> <laughs> does, does uh does your partner like buffy oh yeah he loves it what's his favorite uh character oh that's a good question um it's been a few years since we watched it maybe giles oh that tracks nice. i feel from what i, I love know daddy giles people love him <laughs> yeah yeah no votes for daddy vamps yet maybe we'll see he's probably gonna be you know what? that's my favorite character <laughs> daddy vamps for the win he's probably gonna be dead by the end of the season so you know yeah well i'll draft him in the uh in the thing yeah in our rankings yeah um well any other uh thoughts lindy on this episode um again i just you know season one is not my favorite um it's my least favorite season though I still enjoy it so for this season I was kind of like I'm really flexible with the episode it's not like this one's my favorite of the season um I just I was down to talk about like many different ones in this season because they're all kind of fun um but I do like this episode in terms of like the struggle with Buffy between I want to have fun I'm a teenage girl versus I've got this huge responsibility and I feel like that's a very important like problem that she has and that's Mm -hmm. not really gonna go away so I thought this was a cool thing to see the real setup of this of this struggle within her this is a lifelong strife and I say just like the advice that I gave to Jason Kelsey just retire just retire you know because I just feel as though just focus on what you want to do you don't have to work so hard that's it well I think the situations are a little different but (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I hope everyone knows what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, after I watched the Kelsey documentary, I said, I just want Jason to retire. It's enough. Enough's enough. Okay. Anyway, uh next week, season one, episode six, the pack. Uh another guest will be on chat. I wish with us. it was the pact with the with a T. Well, it's that's that wouldn't be about werewolves then. I don't want it to be about werewolves. Okay. Well, I think you're going to be disappointed because it certainly sounds you're like going to be werewolves. disappointed. I can't. I know who's right. And I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> well, we'll see. I was wrong last time when I guessed uh, what uh, was it? Teacher's pet or something like that. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Anyway, you're always wrong. I'm never wrong. Oh, um, you think? Thank you so much for joining Mitch. us, Lindy. This was a lovely time to have you on. Um, why don't you tell everyone where can they find you? What other podcasts are you working on and such? 
Thank you so much for having me. So fun to talk about my favorite show. Cannot wait to go on this journey with you all. I'm already enjoying the podcast so much. And I just cannot wait to till you get to certain things. Um, yes. Yeah, so every week I'm on one indescribable podcast with Adam H and Todd the Librarian. Uh, we talk currently about Girls 5 Eva, um, but we've talked about other shows in the past and we'll do more in the future. And then also over there with them and Marissa, we are doing Previous Little Liars, um, where we're kind of guessing what happens in Pretty Little Liars by only watching the recaps. Um, so we're having a lot of fun over there. It's my favorite thing still of all time. I just wait until it comes out on Mondays and Wednesdays, and I just enjoy it so much. I love it. Um, Pretty Little Liars. Oh, maybe that's the show I can show my children. Uh, oh, <laughs> Jesus. <should> be. <laughs> well, the best the best part is Sarah's voice is in in the podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I hear it every time I listen. Previously on previous little liars yeah i love it I, it's very I, like it's very like ethereal and like wispy i love it oh thank you it's very moody like a detective oh, moody you know you. what I mean? yeah 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 you nailed it. well thank you i'm really excited for more previously previous little liars previous previous little liars um over here at shit 90 shows tommy it is Frisky Feb, rom-com Feb, whatever your flavor of the day is. We are covering the wedding singer and never bring kissed. Yes, that's right. It is a Drew Barrymore month. Drew Barrymore uh, knows the meaning of love for Valentine's Day, and she will show mm-hmm. us in 90s rom-coms. So join us for that. It's very, very exciting. Um, what are you What are you all doing on Valentine's Day? Anything good? I- Nope. Um, probably have some delicious chocolate. Ooh, yum! You know, yeah, love a sweet treat. I have a new Valentine this year. That's what are you doing for Valentine's Day? (laughs) You don't want to know. I'm going to be doing this Valentine's Day. I'm so sad. I I shouldn't have asked. I shouldn't have asked. Why did I do that to myself? Anyway, you can find me at the Jess Sterling. Uh, I'm podcasting over on Pusher Recaps, also on Full Spoiler Recaps, event about True Detective. If you want to check out either of those things, you know where to find me. Uh, but mostly I'm here on Shit 90 Shows Taught Me, loving and enjoying Felicity and Buffy oh so much. Uh, so join us next week when we come back to talk about Season 1, Episode 6. And of course, we're definitely not going to forget to do our character rankings at the end of that podcast. Certainly won't. Nope. Not at all. Um, so until next week, here Endeth the lesson. Just ask. Shit 90 shows taught me. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.